Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is David Winters. Thanks for being on the show, David. Hi, Whitney. Thank you for having me. Now, I'm honored to have David on the show. And as a listener, you know, obviously, we are focused on the real estate syndication business and we are focused on, you know, that business growing our brands, our business. So we're, we have a professional brand and, and we're working with investors the way we should. And, and we're working with finding properties and buying properties, all these things that, that we want to do. But, you know, none of that would be possible if we didn't have our military to protect us and if we didn't have our veterans who are willing to sacrifice everything for our freedom. And so I am honored to have David on the show today and want to tell you a little bit about who he is and why he's with us today and because I want to introduce you to him and something that this big cause that he is part of that I hope you will consider partnering with and, and helping them. And so I'm a veteran as well. And so this is near and dear to me and to me many ladies and guys that, that I you know went to war with and, and came back. Thankfully, I'm very thankful that I got to come back, but you know, pretty much unharmed. But not everybody gets to gets to do that. And and David and this group are is helping so many. But a little about him, he serves as the president of the Intrepid Fallen Heroes Fund, a leading national organization supporting the military community. He oversees the fund, funds strategic planning, fundraising, and program execution, has been with the funds since the establishment in 2000 became president in 2011. Since 2000, the fund has raised over $200 million for families of military personnel lost in Iraq and Afghanistan and for several special projects serving wounded military personnel. So, David, you know, thank you again for your time. And I'm, I'm so grateful for what you all are doing and helping all these servicemen and women, you know, who have risked everything to help protect us and our country. And, but then, you know, unfortunately, you know, it comes at a big cost a lot of time and, and you all are stepping in there to help. So give us more information about, you know, what the Intrepid Fallen Heroes Fund is and how we can help. Well, thank you again. And it's nice to be with you. It's nice to be with your viewers and listeners. And thank you for your own service. You're, you mentioned you're a veteran, you deployed, and I appreciate that. And our nation appreciates that and all the men and women who served. So thanks for the introduction. And you, and you gave a, a good background of our organization, the Intrepid Fallen Heroes Fund. As you said, we were established in 2000 and have done a number of projects over those years. Right now, we're focused on supporting men and women of the armed forces who are suffering from traumatic brain injury and post-traumatic stress. There are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of, of service members, you know, probably some of your colleagues, who suffer these injuries. As a matter of fact, since the year 2000, DOD has diagnosed over 400,000 service members with some degree of traumatic brain injury. Now, traumatic brain injury is it's just what it sounds like. It's traumatic injury to the brain. But unlike other injuries, it's not necessarily apparent that this injury might exist. In other words, if you get injured in the arm, you break your arm or you get wounded in the leg, that creates a physical wound that you can see and doctors can treat and you can get you know, a broken bone set, a you know, bullet wound treated and therapy and, 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 you know, and hopefully get back to where you were. But these injuries to the brain are not always caused by a direct trauma. Sometimes they're, they're often caused by an indirect trauma, like a blast wave or a concussion that doesn't leave 
a head wound that's visible, doesn't leave bleeding or a bump on the head, but your brain has been injured inside. And if you don't necessarily know that your brain is injured inside, you might not take any action and you have to live with this. You, you find yourself living with this injury. What that means is brain injury, the brain is such a complex organ, you know, and, and an injury to it can have all sorts of effects on your life. Some of the common aspects of traumatic brain injury are, are you start to lose focus. You start to lose concentration. You might have memory problems. You might have behavioral changes. Those you know, may not sound like a big deal, but when you start, you know, facing those things in your in your daily life, whether you're serving in the military or even if you're, you know, dealing with your family at home or, or working some other work, these symptoms can start to impact your life. Can you imagine trying to do your job if you don't remember things you're supposed to know? Trying to be a military leader, perhaps, if you're you're not you're losing your focus, you're not able to concentrate. You're forgetting the names of, of the men and women under your command, for example, these things can, can really have a substantial impact. If it's not treated and traumatic brain injuries don't cure themselves, they have to be treated. And if they're not treated, the symptoms can get worse. And if they get worse, the, the results can be terrible. You can find yourself not being able to do your job. And if you're in the armed forces and you can no longer do your job, you might get discharged from the armed forces. Then what do you do? Because if you can't work in the armed forces, how are you going to work in a civilian job? It could have problems with, with families. This is severe. You know, if you get deployed, you know, one, two, three deployments, maybe only one, maybe three, whatever it is, and you have these injuries, you come home, you can have these same problems with your family that you're having with your work. I'll give you an example. A friend of mine, Steve Taylor, he's retired now, but he was a major in the Marine Corps. Multiple deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan, suffered traumatic brain injury, didn't realize it. Came back home was having trouble at work, having trouble concentrating and leading Marines. And, he, and this man is a major. He's a leader of Marines. Same problems at home. He's starting to act strange and forget things and yelling at his wife. That that wasn't his personality, but he faced it. Fortunately, he was able to, to get treatment in, in one of our centers we'll talk about in a second. But without treatment, maybe he could have lost his family. Maybe he would have, he would have been dishonorably discharged from the Marine Corps. You know, who, who knows what could have happened? And when you think about it, and again, you understand, you serve Men and women in the armed forces, they've volunteered. They step forward right. to serve. And if they get injured in the service, be it, you know, a bullet in the arm or a traumatic brain injury, they deserve to be cared because they certainly don't deserve to, you know, be discharged from the armed forces because they can't, can't work or have family problems or family collapse or even worse, you know, mental health problems just because they have this brain injury that they suffered in service. But I'm saying all this just to describe it's a huge, huge challenge facing many, many, many thousands of service members. So what we're doing is we're raising funds to build a series of treatment centers. We call them intrepid spirit centers, and we're building them at military hospitals around the country where these men and women who are suffering from traumatic brain injury and are serving the armed forces can go and get the treatment for these injuries. Nice. So you're building centers and, and tell me, can you share a little bit of that plan of, uh, you know, I don't know how many centers or what, you know, what that plan is over the next year or two years or however long that takes? Absolutely. It's a long project. We're building 10 of these centers total. So 10 intrepid spirit centers. Each one costs 11, 12, 13 million dollars to build. So it's, it's a pretty substantial project. But we're, we're very far down the road. We've already actually opened up seven of these centers and they're open. Wow. The first, first one's opened up in 2013. We opened up the most recent one last year. We're, we're going to open our eighth a little bit later this year. So we're well, well on the way and we have two more to go, but we have to raise the money for those final two. So we still have to raise about $20 million to get those final two built. But the centers that are, that are open have been treating patients and these centers are really unique because they're not just build up a, a square building. Okay. And the doctor sits here and the patient sits there. And, you know, these are structures that are specifically designed around a model of care just for treating traumatic brain injury. These are only 
focused on treating traumatic brain injury, not for any other types of injuries. And the caregivers in these centers practice what's called an interdisciplinary model of care, which just in short just means all the physicians, all the clinicians, all the nurses who are involved in care are assigned to the Intrepid Spirit Center. That's where they work every day. They don't just go in, in there and do a round once a week. That's where they work. So the patients come in. These are outpatient clinics, and the patients come in. When they first come in, they meet all those caregivers together, be it the neurologist, the psychologist, the speech therapist, their art therapist. There's maybe 15 or so medical disciplines involved in treating traumatic brain injury. Patient goes in. All the caregivers are there together. The patient explains what's going on. They all ask their questions together. Then they develop a treatment plan together for the patient, and then they provide that care together, all under one roof at the Intrepid Spirit Center. So that's the interdisciplinary model of care, and that model of care has proven very, very effective. In the centers that have been opened, that we've opened and are operating now, over 90% of patients treated are able to continue their regular service in the armed forces once they've completed their treatment there. And that's what they want. They want to continue to serve. So we want to get that percentage up, but there's, you know, sometimes there are other physical in injuries that are associated with that that you know, might not allow a, a person to continue to serve. But even if they can't serve, we want them to have a full and productive and enjoyable life. So even if you're not able to serve in the armed forces anymore, we still want you to have happy life. And this care yes. is, in, in, in most cases, this care is able to provide that. So, so that's what these centers are all about. No, that's so incredible, David. And I was thinking, you know, the listeners and myself, we're obviously we're used to talking and listening about investing in real estate. And I was thinking about, you know, the value that we're investing in here through this, you know, the Intrepid Fallen Heroes Fund and and what you all have done here. And that it's it's really already a proven model. You've already opened, what did you say, seven of these? Correct. You know, and so, you know, it's not like this brand new thing that you all are doing. You can already show that 90% of these soldiers can go back to service, and which is incredible, you know. And, and so, you know, what else do we need to know about the fund or about the centers themselves just so we can be more educated as we give? Well, the centers, as I said, we're, we're building them across the country. They're on the East Coast. They're on the West Coast. Our next one we're going to start is at Fort Carson, Colorado, in the middle of the country. So we really want to get in kind of the major areas where, you know, at, at major military bases where, you know, the servicemen and women are deploying and returning. And I just want to highlight, I noted before, that traumatic brain injury doesn't get better on its own. And even though, you know, think back to, you know, back to, back to when, when you were serving, you were deployed, you know, 2005, I think, when were you? It when was. You, All you know, of five, five, yes. Yeah, okay, 2005, 2006, 2007, especially in Iraq, but also in Afghanistan. That was, there was a high tempo of combat operations there. And we, you know, back here at home, we were reading, you know, headlines every day about uh, the conflicts in Iraq and Afghanistan. Today, you know, not so much. You know, the, the operational tempo was down, but our service members are still deployed. And even you can suffer traumatic brain injury from stateside service, from training. You know, military goes through pretty, pretty you can, I'm sure you can tell me, it goes through yes. pretty intense, you go through pretty intense training and service members can get injured that way as well. So the need is still there. Of, of those, you know, 400,000 service members who have been diagnosed with traumatic brain injury, maybe an equal number had traumatic brain injury, but they never got diagnosed. We need to help all these men and women. So even if, you know, there aren't intensive combat operations involving thousands, thousands of troops right now, there's still tens of thousands of service members who need this help. So that's why these centers are are so important, they're going to stay so important. The problem doesn't go away just because the combat goes out of the, out of the headlines. This, this is needed. Again, the centers, they're out there, they're staffed by really, really dedicated men and women. I'll note that once we build the centers, because we're a nonprofit, we know how to build things, we know how to raise the funds, we know how to, how to get it done. But once we build the centers, we turn them over to the Department of Defense for operation. 
So the personnel who work in the centers are, you know, our Department of Defense employees. But I know a lot of them. I've met a lot of them. I go out to the, go around to the centers, and they're just amazing, dedicated professionals. So really, you know, without them bringing this this special model of care to the patients, they would just be building. So combination of, of the proper building, proper facility built, you know, again, not just a square building. You know, these are, you know, if you... You're probably familiar with government-type right. buildings. These, these don't look like government-type buildings. These are beautiful structures. They're even designed to be comforting to the patient. They're designed with you know, some curving of the walls, some muted colors, certain type of furniture. All that goes into our planning and into our design of these centers, all with the goal of making patients comfortable. A couple of things about the Intrepid Fall and Heroes Fund. Again, you mentioned we've been around for you know, almost 20 years. We've provided over $200 million of services to the military and veterans communities. All that money has come from Americans donating to our organization. And even now, when you think about it, our nation's been at war for what, 18 years now? A whole generation. Even after that long amount of time, Americans are still willing to reach into their pocket and give to organizations like ours. So I think that says something really, really special about our nation and Americans. They don't, they don't forget the men and women who served. We have two more centers to build. We have about $20 million more to go, and that, that's a lot of money. So we, you know, we definitely need help. So I just, if, if I may, I want to just encourage your, your viewers and yes. to, to go to our website, www.fallenheroesfund.org, and you can learn more about us there, and you can you know, donate. So please, I, I encourage everyone to do that and, and tell your friends. We're a national organization, but we're a fairly small organization. We only have about seven employees. We don't have a huge advertising budget. I wish we did, but we don't. So we, we very much appreciate opportunities like you're giving me today to help spread the word. So please take a look, go to the website, take a look, and if you, and if you, if you want to help, you can. And I'll also note that our board of directors underwrites all of our administrative costs, like salaries and paper and mailings and careers and all that. So that means every dime that you as a donor give goes to building these centers. We don't take anything out for administrative costs because that's, that's underwritten. So that, that's special. I'm not sure of any other organizations that do that. There may be a couple, but there aren't many. But it allows you know, your donation to go that much farther. Wow. Well, David, I can't thank you enough for your time and sharing and even more so the way you all are giving back to those servicemen and women who who have risked everything, you know, to help protect our country. And, you know, as a veteran myself, you know, I don't care, you know, how you feel about politics or what president you want in office. These people still volunteered to protect us, you know, and have, have risked everything. So I hope the listeners will consider giving and helping support the fallenheroesfund.org. And I hope you'll go there and I hope you will consider donating and helping these servicemen and women. Well, Whitney, again, thank you so much. I do appreciate the opportunity to be with you today and congratulations on the, on the great work that you do. And thank you also, again, you. as I said, for your own service in uniform. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. 
Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.